then my night's ruined because I'm Wikipediaing silos and I'm looking up statistics and I'm like, how often do people die in silos? Like, is this common? Like, how did he get in there? Like, I'm literally like, I didn't even watch the rest of the movie. I was too busy going silo death. Like, I'm like Wikipediaing it myself. This episode of the comment section is brought to you by Captain Morgan Sliced. Since the dawn of bread, we've known the truth. Sliced is better. That's why new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail style flavors. Pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Visit captainmorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan & Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus only. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Comment Section Show during Spooky Season, starring me, your favorite Jim Bro. <laughs> hey, look at that! My sound guy hates that. Sorry, Rumble. <laughs> Today, I am so excited to introduce you to my very wonderful, amazing guest, Megan Cruz, aka J Stew. Hello. Woo-hoo! We were just talking about your name. Rebrand. Oh yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's funny because anytime I introduce myself, even if it's just as Megan to people, I feel like it throws them off. They're like, "What? Yeah, no, you're J Stoops." Exactly. It's just like <laughs> I've accepted it. Do you have a, a story behind that name? Uh, people always ask me the origin behind my name, and yeah. it's like it's literally it's just based on nicknames that I had because my first initial is J, mm-hmm. and then my it's not even my last name anymore. My maiden name. Stoops was like a nickname that I had from that. Oh, cute. So, okay, yeah. so it is technically a name. Yeah. It's, it's like, just not your name now. Yeah. And I <laughs> still I kept name. it as my as one of my middle names because my name was not complicated enough before. I also have always gone by my middle name. Yeah. So whenever I get a call from like a bank or something, yeah. they're like, is Janet there? <laughs> You're all no. She's dead. There's no Janet here. Jay Stoops is here though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you just put that on all your government. Age. That's why I, I literally saw your name and I was like, Megan Crow. <laughs> and then I looked, I was like, oh, Jay Stoops, got it. That is an incredibly common reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I immediately was like, oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay, okay. Locked in. <laughs> the film guru. I uh, absolutely you know, adore your takes. Oh, I adore your takes. I watch them start to finish, like genuinely. I, I watch mean, them when you when new things come out, I'm like, I gotta see what Jay Stoops thinks. That's actually impressive because yeah. I really abuse the three minute feature on TikTok. <laughs> you and me both, babe. <laughs> so I'm always impressed when people watch my whole videos because I'm like, I, I I a bitch can be wordy, you know. Same. You're telling me, babe. <laughs> the amount of times I've had to like I'm like, damn, I'm at three already, I gotta start over. I know. God. That's why I have I have thousands of drafts. Like I have so many drafts because I'm like, fuck, I didn't get to finish. I didn't get to fit everything in there. I got to start over. And <laughs> the I absolute worst is when I am optimistic and I'm like, I can make a one minute video. I can, I can do it. <laughs> and then you start and you're like, it's never going to happen. I don't know how I did it before. I really don't. Because I, I was fitting it into one minute like prior. Like I didn't get three minutes till like late last year. So I was creating content all 2021 with one minute features. I don't know how I did that shit. I truly, like, I look back at my old, I mean, and that's the other thing is like, I I look back at some of my old videos and I'm like, oh wow, I've really evolved. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. You and me both. You know, it's like, and just like the adjusting to the format of it, I feel like I look back and I'm like, that was a clunky, like, editing switch. I feel that. But like, it's also just baffling to me that I ever found anything like, because I feel like I try to put like nuance into my takes and I'm like, how did I ever say anything remotely meaningful? In 60 seconds. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. Same. I mean, some would argue I never say anything meaningful, but you know what? Yeah, but That's part of the those person. Do people really matter? That, no. I feel like They no. do not. Yeah. And I'm one of them today. <laughs> <laughs> Just the 
this is a, this is quite the look. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know what? I'm going balls to the wall for Megan. I'm wearing. <laughs> I, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I I was Batman before, and now I'm a gym bro. One and the same. I can't think of which of those is scarier, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. No, literally. The way that people call me, you know that audio when they're like, you want some? And it's Batman beating somebody up. That's <laughs> yeah. like the amount of people that tagged me in that audio. They're like, this is you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. And we love you for it. Yeah. It's just beating the shit out of random people that are being awful. And then they're like, well, they're like, is he even really a hero? Me. I mean, listen, I feel <laughs> like it's important. Some people just need a little encouragement to be moving on the right path. And By I feel force. like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if sometimes not all encouragement can be gentle. You there know? you go. Like, I live by that rule. I'm a parent, you know? Sometimes yeah. you have to be like, listen, kid, shape up. <laughs> you just roast your own baby. <laughs> I mean, back when he couldn't understand me, maybe. Like, yeah. He's like, whatever. It's like crying. I'm like, oh, God, you're done. Yeah, oh, you're no fun. <laughs> Like, this is rude, frankly. Yeah. Like, like, I was having a nice morning. <laughs> is your baby into movies? He is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's four. So now he's like got like a ton of opinions on oh, everything. Oh, love. Yeah. yeah. Just like his mama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because I, I did a review for Marcel the Shell. Oh, um, cute. Did you see? It was so cute. I haven't seen it, but I love Marcel the Shell. It's like, it's like the most wholesome movie of the year. It's so cute. Oh, love. And he went to the theater with me and then yeah. I was like recording. We had just moved to L.A. So I didn't have my studio set up. I was like recording in like a space in our living room. Yeah. And he like heard me and he ran over and he was like, I I need to say something about this movie. Like it's I loved it. And so like, like I'm so glad you brought it up. Yeah. I actually, have lots of notes. I've been waiting for this. And it was like totally his time to shine. He like stole the whole review from oh, me. Oh, yeah. sweet. I love. Do you have a preference as far as like genre of movie, film, anything like that? So for me, um, I I'm like I I I hate choices i'm like yeah. one of those people but i do i have always kind of been more mostly drawn to like sci-fi and horror and i love fantasy but i feel like there's never enough good fantasy movies yeah so I and then that. obviously superhero movies that kind of stuff too i like comic yeah. books so. yeah love. that was like original i feel like that's what most people know me for but i also like I yeah just, the mar your marvel dc takes yeah yeah, yeah. kind of like, like is it your takes or is it more so like oh wandavision that was I the remember era that yeah i remember that yeah the good and bad. Oh, it was it. It changed the whole app. Like it, it changed the whole internet. The it way people really, talk about movies. Yeah, and the, the discourse on whether or not she was justified. Yeah, right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was. It's been an interesting year for talking about women in media because we've no had a lot shit. of yeah. There's a lot of um, real life and characters that have just been. So we've really seen the way people react to to women in general. Yeah, you don't have to guess. Really. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to dig very hard to figure out how they're feeling yeah. about women, when they, specifically their positions in film. Yeah, they they like to make it known, and it's <laughs> it's really it's funny to me because like I feel like like film criticism as a genre, and I don't consider myself a critic. Like I, yeah. I I've talked to my podcast partner Juju about this a lot. That like yeah. um, we don't. I don't know. I feel like being a content creator is like it's its own thing. Yeah. And I also feel like there's like a level of elitism to film criticism. Yeah. That's just like I'm not really here for. Yeah. And I don't I like giving reviews on movies, but I don't consider myself a critic. And so like film criticism as a whole is is like hugely male dominated. Mm -hmm. And it's literally it's like depending on which study you look at, it's 
generally at least two to one and male yeah. men to women. Yeah. Um, and that's not even counting for like the racial disparity. Like mm-hmm. the amount of like black women who are film critics, yeah. it's like minuscule. Yeah. And then the critics that are working, they also, it's reflected in their choices. Like a lot of male film critics just don't see or review movies written and directed by women. And it's yeah. like, it's not like a choice. It's like see? unconscious bias, yeah. I feel like. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's 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 an interesting world to intentionally place yourself into knowing that like you're gonna avoid certain yeah. films and yeah yeah like i mean like and i'm gonna get ugh, people are gonna i i've i've never seen the shawshank redemption is oh, like interesting yeah See. a lot of people love it yeah um a lot of my close friends who also make content about movies are like how have you not seen this yeah but i'm just like i don't know like i'll see it one day maybe but like it's not a priority for me and that's tea, babe. And I'm just like, I think that's fine. I honestly, I love that mostly because I feel like a lot of times, obviously, I'm no film critic, clearly, <laughs> but I feel like a lot of times the favorites, like movies that are like, oh, this is the greatest film of all time, a lot of times they're male dominated, they're male directed, they're male written, and they're also white men, white yep. cis straight men. And it's, it's sometimes they're not even really that good. Like if you really were to break it down, they're not that good. They are iconic in a way, but they're not for everybody. And that doesn't mean just because a bunch of straight white men love it. That doesn't mean that it's the best movie of all time. No, exactly. Yeah, if like, you look at like the IMDb top 100 is yeah. the list that I always come back to because so many I, I get so many people. There's like this huge pushback against critics also now. Yeah. People are like, oh, they're so out of touch. And I think that there's like, you know room on either side of the conversation for like yes I do think the like actual art of film criticism does lean into a bit of elitism not all the time but it's like that's where it originated Mm -hmm. but at the same time I think you have to be speaking from an educated place in order to give a critique that really is more than surface level yeah and so like it's there's a balance between the two but then like a lot of these like you know I Film, terms like film bros can be very derogatory, <laughs> but I went to film school, so I feel like I can use that. I used to be a film bro, so like, yeah. I you know I feel like I can embrace it. I'm yeah. reclaiming it, <laughs> but like giving it a new name. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like the IMDb top 100 is literally just like a it's voted on by users. It's just people, and it's mainly like again IMDb is like I think it's like at least 60 percent, but I feel like it's higher of their user reviews are written by men. Yeah. And it's like the Dark Knight Rises is in there. And like the Dark Knight trilogy, like the Dark Knight itself. I like Batman Begins. I think it's really good. Yeah. I think we can all agree that the Dark Knight Rises is not like a top 100 film of all time. Of all time. You know, (laughs) probably not. But like it's in it's in there because there is a top performance in there, I would say. Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's some really good performances. Yeah. Like they like there's an iconic performance. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's the best. Yeah. I mean, there's there's it's memorable is okay yeah (laughs) you know what I mean like yeah and I just yeah it's like it's interesting because like the kinds of this is something that I I reiterate in my content all the time is that Mm -hmm. like the kinds of content the kinds of movies and tv that we have celebrated forever yeah we have to understand that that was coming from and it was made by and for one specific audience exactly yeah and it's like now and looking back it's like it's hard to criticize movies that at the time were were praised and they were they're great films you know but it's like now everything is mid or like like the film criticism we get today and it's like okay well anybody can get on the internet and say i think this movie's garbage and then all of a sudden everyone's like same i'm glad someone's talking about it as if it's not the most common like critique of the movie as a whole exactly yeah like i i wasn't a film major but i did take 
I was a communications major was one of my majors. So I like had to take film classes for it. And like I watched um, Citizen Kane for the first time. I had never seen it. Oh, yeah. So I watched it. I was bored. I'm not going to lie to you. I was so bored. But you know what? I got it. I like watch. I'm like, I get why this is a movie that people are like such a great film. I get it. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Am I going to go online and be like, you guys are a bunch of idiots thinking this is the best movie of all time? Like, no. But that's just not my, I wouldn't consider that one of the best movies of all time to me and me opinion. But who am I? That's what I always think. Like, I don't, who cares what I think? I mean, <laughs> I mean well, well, first of all, I think a lot of people care. Too. <laughs> I, care I mean, about think. movies. But yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you could do well making movie uh, content. I mean, I feel like all of your content is just awesome. But <laughs> Thank I'm going to stop fangirling at some point. <laughs> I love summarizing movies because, like, sometimes I watch movies and I'm like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. But I had a I had a good time watching it. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to call out movies that I hate. I'm scared. Well, there's one. You know the movie The Dressmaker with Kate Winslet? Yes, but I've never seen it. So please, like. Oh, my God. That movie is bizarre. Great movie. <laughs> but, like. <laughs> I'll spill it. Spoiler, spoilers, guys. If you <laughs> for watch. everybody who's really concerned yeah. about spoilers for the dressmaker, <laughs> for the dressmaker, probably like twenty fifteen. <laughs> click off. So like this movie, I can't believe they had the juice to get her in this movie because she is obviously a top tier talent. She was great in it. She never misses ever. But her love interest, I think, was Liam. I almost said Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. I think that's who it was. That's an interesting pairing. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, okay, well, whatevs, right? Go off, girl. Slay yeah, queen, love it. But he like is like a farm hand of some kind, and like they live in Australia. Okay, right? I presume she makes dresses. Yes, she right. makes the most extravagant dresses, and like she ends up dressing the whole town. I forget the whole movie, but the only part that sticks in my head is like he works on this farm, and he has brothers or whatever, and like he falls in one of those silos that has like grain in it oh those are like really deadly yeah drowns suffocates <laughs> i couldn't believe i was like what like it's just so random like he falls in and he's like ah and he dies and then i'm like and then she's like oh grieving and then she like gets goes back to making her dresses but in my Probably head black dresses but then i was like what like what a bizarre way to kill someone like just of all the ways you could kill someone like i don't know why i like couldn't watch the rest of the movie i was like wow, you can die in grain? Like, I was just so like... Well, yeah, if a movie's like gonna drop a fact like that on you, I feel like we there needs to be like some foreshadowing. And then you know what? Then my night's ruined because I'm Wikipediaing silos and I'm <laughs> looking up statistics and I'm like, how often do people die in silos? Like, is this common? Like, how did he get in there? Like, I'm literally like, I didn't even watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> I was too busy going, silo deaths. Like, I'm like Wikipediaing it myself. Now you're making me do homework? That's not fair. No, absolutely. To me. And frankly, like... I, everything that I've learned about like grain silos has been against my will. They, they're like surprisingly, <laughs> they're it's surprisingly like a lot of movies, like a quiet place uses them too. Yeah, exactly. And, and you like, know, they fall in and they're fine. Yeah. I, I watched, I said, this is the dressmaker all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie before. Not the same trauma. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I loved those movies. A quiet I, place. I love a quiet place. Like how, so great. How randomly talented is John Krasinski as a director? No, he ate. I was like, I was oh my like, god! Oh, go off, Queen. Yeah, him and his his lovely wife. Ugh. I mean, literally, I, I A Quiet Place Two was one of my and A Quiet Place Two. That movie, I still like. I'm sad because it came out at the worst possible time. They like had to hold it yeah. for COVID. Yeah, it was already made, and then like by the time it was one of the first movies that they like released actually in theaters and like. 
I just feel like it kind of just like disappeared. It didn't do as well as the first one. Yeah. The but it was one, really good. It was so good. Both of them were so incredible. I remember the first one we went to see in theaters. I've never wanted to shit myself more in a movie. Dude, my sister saw that movie Pregnant. Oh, stressful. With the scene where she has to like yeah. give birth. It's, I was like, uh, When she steps on the nail and, uh. And she hates horror, but she loves John Krasinski. So she was like, <laughs> I got to... <laughs> I gotta do it. You know, speaking of horror, my sister is like, she loves film and she loves, she's a film major too, but she was like, let's go see Hereditary. And I didn't know, because like this bitch watches all the trailers, she knows everything. And she's like, it's it's kind of scary. I'm like, kind of scary? You're like, scary, scary. She's like, no, no, it's just only kind of, I've never been more traumatized by a movie. Great film. Such I, a great movie. Yeah, that was your sister intentionally doing She was doing like, violence. I didn't know it was going to be that bad. She's like, I swear I didn't know it was going to be that bad. Even my boyfriend was scared and he never gets any scared by anything. I'm a big scaredy cat. But he literally was like, I honestly like feel like that movie changed me. No, <laughs> literally. I was like, same. Like, I, I'm a huge horror fan. Yeah. And Hereditary is definitely... Like one of, if not literally the most terrifying movie I've ever seen in my life. I've ever seen. I could not believe it. I was like, I was in disbelief at how like, like almost like sick it made me because that's just how horrifying it was. Yeah. I had to go home and like, I'm in my mid twenties, mind you. I had to go home and like watch happy things. Oh yeah. For hours. I was like watching Disney movies. I could not fall asleep. I still oh. sometimes see Tony Collette on my ceiling. <laughs> yeah, and worst, I'm like, uh. and she killed it in that movie. I'm I'm still angry that she wasn't. She did not get an Oscar nomination for that role. I mean, she deserves she's deserved so no, many Oscar truly, nominations. Truly, but that that monologue yeah, when she's table. like, oh, I said, damn, red. <laughs> but also, horror gets snubbed a lot at the Oscars. It does, as far as I hear. No, it's that's the thing. Is like I definitely like. I love genre film, like mm-hmm. sci-fi and horror and I mean even like fantasy and like I'm not the I'm not necessarily the kind of like Marvel comic book fan that's like they should be nominated for Oscars. Yeah. But some comic book movies are like legitimately contenders for some categories at least. Yeah. But like yeah, like horror in particular, god, they just like Snubbed. they ignore it all the time. They do and it's wild. Even that one I even me with very little knowledge of anything. Yeah. I was like she deserves her flowers for that movie. Oh my god. Like Tony Collette is a literal queen. No, and truly. God, I mean plus she like poured that role must have been so traumatizing to take I on. Can't even imagine. Oh my gosh. <sighs> and I keep thinking I keep forgetting his name, but the guy from The Naked Brothers Band, the younger brother. He's in Hereditary. Wait, the are son. you talking about the son? The son. What is his name? Alex. Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf. Alex yeah. Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Naked Brothers man. Hey, do you? Did you? I don't watch know it? the Naked Brothers man. This is like a- <laughs> the way I said it, and nothing registered. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the Nickelodeon girls are gonna eat that up. The Naked Brother. He was in a Nickelodeon show called The Naked Brothers Man. Okay, this is like with when his I found older out. brother Nat Wolf. Okay, all right. And so Alex Wolf ended up going off and like actually both of them. They're off acting and serious movies and shit. Oh, I think the older brother was in. I forget. Oh, no, just kidding. I was going to say Perks of a Wallflower, but that was Logan Lerman. Oh, different white kid. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you know. like, like they both have gone off to be in movies and all that, but Alex Wolf was obviously in Hereditary, and he was incredible in that movie, too. Yeah, I mean, so he... Was like, God, he, he was... I didn't say Old, which was a movie that he also did. I did. I heard it I was old. just wild. It was. It wasn't nearly as spooky as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I went with the intention of being spooked. I wanted to be like... You know, obviously it's M. Night Shyamalan, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted it to be like a huge twist, which it was like, it was pretty creepy, yeah. but I, it didn't really give it to me like I thought it was going to. 
Yeah, Shyamalan has uh, had had a a few rough years. Mm, <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm a huge. I was a big Shyamalan fan. I went to film school like when Shyamalan was like really big. Yeah. So like, I was like, I'm a huge Signs fan. I feel like yeah. Signs never gets enough respect. Signs is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, uh, a lot of people cite The Village. I don't think The Village was bad. I think it, listen, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna talk shit about a movie, it's gonna be The Happening. The Happening is. <laughs> I've never seen either of those movies, so I'd take your word for it. But... I will. I will tell you this right now. Yeah. Um. Mark Wahlberg as a dramatic lead opposite <laughs> Zoe Deschanel, and they have all the chemistry that you would imagine that <laughs> those gonna two say, people would have. I was literally picturing it, and I was like, <laughs> "It's it was a, that gives me movie? more father father daughter that than it does lovers." Out, I feel like in like 2009 or 2010, it was like around that era, and I, they were both at like a peak in their career yeah. separately, but together. And like the God, the twist, just wooden performances. The twist I'm in sure. that movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil a happening for you. Oh right my now. gosh! If you're a big Mark Wahlberg fan, which you shouldn't. <laughs> just, you should be ashamed of yourself. First of all, second of all, <laughs> spoiler alert. But like you know, Shyamalan is known for his twists, and like yeah. the, the twist in that movie is why are people killing themselves? What's going on? Everybody is like the whole gimmick is like people are committing suicides in like really horrible ways, and something is making them do it. Yeah. Um. And early on, they're like, I don't know, maybe it's the plants, and then later they're like, like an hour later, they're like, You were right. I, I guess it was the plants. <laughs> Guys, what a twist! I think it was the plants. <laughs> like it was just what the? I tried yeah. to outrun the wind. Yeah, for so. old it was it. The, I don't know. Do you want me to tell you the twist? Please tell me the twist. The twist was essentially they were, they were basically recruiting people with chronic illnesses to go on this like, this retreat, which you don't know in the beginning. Like you just think all these people are randomly at this retreat, but they all got invited. And they're basically put on this, like, in this little, like, controlled environment, like, ecosystem. And they're testing how long they last with their chronic illness, like, what they need to survive. It's, like, almost like a drug testing thing. So it's almost like a an allegory for, like, big pharma is uh-huh. kind of what I thought. I don't know. Maybe I'm, an, I'm a big <laughs> idiot, but, like, that's what I thought. That like, sounds that's- very reasonable. And so they're basically in a controlled experiment, but they don't know that. So they just think... The beach is aging them, and and which but they're it, just getting old which, on their own. Yeah, which in in <laughs> essence, it's just it the materials and like the rocks and shit is advancing their illnesses because they want to see how they turn out, uh-huh. so they can predict where it goes, so they can create medicine to heal. So it's kind of like if they have if they are predisposed to like dementia, the magic minerals and rocks that that block them into the beach advance their illness so they think they're aging but really which they are kind of but it's mostly their illness is like rapidly aging okay all right and then they're like see we watched here like this woman perished of cancer because her cancer was not that advanced and then in stage four in like two days it goes to stage four and then she dies a terrible death okay all right and so i I guess and it kind of turns into like a lord of the flies situation where they Mm -hmm. start like killing each other off because they're like afraid and terrified and yeah and then so, like, the two kids, like, there's only one family, and there's, like, two, I, it, Alex Wolf is one of them, right. and then his, like, sister. The girl who in the trailer, like, gets pregnant and has a baby and... Yeah, like, 12 like, or something. Yeah, yeah and it's... Year, she's, like, six. Yeah, and it's because the minerals are aging them, but, like, mostly they're aging them because they want to age their illnesses. So then the two kids, like, get out, they, like, swim into, like, a thing, and then they get out on the other side, and then they figure out what's going on oh, good for them yeah Happy congrats ending. congratulations <laughs> alex wolf he got out <laughs> so i i like 
that movie, I was like, oh, okay, cool. But I wasn't like blown away. Yeah. Which I was hoping to be. Shaman has a new movie coming out that I'm really excited about. It's about like this home invasion and like a, like satanic like oh, doomsday oh, cult. Oh, oh, is that the, um? it's with the gay couple, right? Yeah. Yes. It looks good. It does actually look really yeah. good. And I hope later, I don't know. Speaking of uh, Hollywood giving uh, men all the chances in the world, I, <laughs> I, I do, I do give Shyamalan a lot of chances. I don't know. I just, I think he's so talented. It's like everybody, everybody gets in their own head sometimes. Yeah, you know? it's like they, you, spell. they can't all be winners. You know. Yeah. In order to get to your sleigh era, you have to enter your flop era. So true. You know what I mean? So true. Big Shaman, flop, big sleigh. Sleigh's coming right back here. <laughs> right around the corner. <laughs> it's, it's Isn't that Jonathan Groff in that movie? Jonathan Goff? Yes. Jonathan yeah. Groff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I forget his name. I think it is. He plays Kristoff in Frozen. He, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. Now I'm Jay Stoops. I wonder. I, I know. God, you're going to gonna take my job. <laughs> okay. So speaking of film, that's what we're talking about today. Women and men in film. The disparities as we discuss. Yeah. Yeah. And how they're perceived, especially on social media. Which yeah. is, as you said before, your WandaVision takes. Yeah. Man, did you kick that beehive. Yeah. the So WandaVision was really when... My content, like, reached a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, kind of. I, I had talked about Star Wars a little bit before that. That's right. I remember that. that I remember was... you saying in your WandaVision, so this is giving me yeah. Star Wars from, like, months ago. That was a quick left turn that I took <laughs> from there. I was like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to just... I'm going to step out of this lane immediately. <laughs> yeah. I love Star Wars, but it is just not worth talking about it on the internet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like the Marvel fandom has gotten the way a little bit. Mm. WandaVision. I feel like Wanda Maximoff as a character has really just like, oh, she's really just scratched that itch for a lot of men. Yeah. That they just can't seem to get. And it just makes them really, she Irritable. makes them really, really upset. Yeah, and she's not real, so can you imagine a real I, woman? Like, <laughs> Jeez Louise. Exactly, yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I, speaking of Star Wars, I like to compare her a lot to, like, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they're both good-intentioned protagonists yeah. who have made some mistakes. In Anakin's case, you know, like, child murder and genocide. Yeah, a little different. Which people seem really willing to forgive. Um, but apparently like even like just WandaVision, like before Multiverse of Madness, like Wanda holding a town hostage was like, she's got to pay. (laughs) Kill her. Literally no character has ever done anything worse than that in the history of cinema. Not even in the Marvel fandom. No, absolutely not. None of them. (laughs) I'm like, it's like none of you remember why Tony Stark was so hated (laughs) around the world. It's kind of crazy. I've I've given some choice words about Mr. Tony Stark. This episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan Sliced. In fruit and life, there's no juice without the slice. It's what freed the pineapple from the rind and turned your old jeans into cute jorts. Introducing Captain Morgan Sliced, four cocktail-inspired, ready-to-drink flavors. Pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan & Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus only. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place we're always daydreaming about. Whether it's the snow-capped mountains, white sand beaches, a best friend's wedding, or even a hometown visit... 
We all have one. My happy place personally is my second home, which is in Hawaii. And everybody knows because that's where I've been living and I live there and in California. And I love Hawaii and I love traveling there. So wherever your happy place is, Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. And did you know that when you bundle and save with Priceline, you can save up to $625 when you book your flights and hotels together? We all know the feeling. A hundred open tabs across 50 different sites trying to find the best deal. Just use Priceline and simply book your entire trip in one place. They truly have deals you cannot find anywhere else. And everybody loves a good deal, girl. So make sure you get that value off of Priceline. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Yeah, literally WandaVision. (laughs) Your takes on WandaVision, I agree with you. But that's why we were just talking about how, like, it's okay to, like, have critical thinking skills. Oh, yeah. You can uh, you can have two things be true at once. Like, she could have made bad choices, and you know she's not a bad person. And we can also just, like, I feel like people forget that, like, supporting a, a fictional character in a story about super-powered people um, is not necessarily advocating for, like, a real-world, like, dictator. Yeah. Like, I love Loki. I'm not, like ready for somebody to come and enslave humanity yeah (laughs) yeah it's not really a hill you should die on that's what i think i exactly they're not real it's okay this has been i feel like my greatest enemy in uh, taking on a film criticism on the internet is the literalism that a lot of people engage with media with yeah because people really be just like super literal they love to conflate it's yeah like oh well like this character did a bad thing. So if you like that character, you're basically like supporting genocide. Yeah. And like, you're like, well, see, it's different because she's not real. So yeah, like, it's, it's all fiction, babe. It's not real. Like we could all say anything and it's okay. Exactly. It's so who cares? And people just, I don't know. Like I feel like the whole point of storytelling, I've talked about this so many times and people, it's still, people still don't get it. Yeah. It's like, like when I love antiheroes, so like there are Same. whether it's Wanda or Loki or whoever you know other characters that are not in the Marvel universe. Yeah, um, that's Walter White. Even yeah, I feel like the point of storytelling is to get people to like relate to a character, and yeah. stories need to be interesting. Yeah. So a lot of times people tell like a fantastical or extreme version of a character doing really bad things and then having a redemption arc. Yeah. And we've reached this point where people are like, well, that was literally you shouldn't be redeemed for what those things that that person did. And it's like, yeah, no, in the real world, <laughs> like that's why we put serial killers in jail. Yeah. And sometimes uh, still they get a Netflix series made about them inexplicably. Um, but Yeah. T. Yeah. T. It's, it's also like, it, it's the same sentiment to like. Um, like a Dexter. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, Dexter is like technically an anti-hero. Like, yes, he's murdering people, but they're bad people. But I also think to myself, like in the real world, life is not that black and white. It's it's yeah. really not like, it is to a sense, like if you kill people, you're bad. Yeah, those, those things are obvious. Yeah. But if we're talking in the context of like fiction and it's storytelling and it's all tied together, like you can watch it and be like, okay, this might be a little different. I might feel a little bit differently because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. It's okay. You can have your feelings. You're entitled to them. Exactly. Like, I've never, you know, taken out somebody's eye and (laughs) tried to invade New York City, but I have, like, wronged, like, friends or, like, my sisters before. Yeah. And had needed to work through, like, my relationship with people because I I was in the wrong in a relationship. Yeah. And I feel like... 
those are the ways that you're meant to relate to these characters. Exactly. It's like, I like Loki because he uh, feels an inferiority complex because of the way he was raised by, frankly, a really bad dad. Odin yeah. sucks. Yeah. And like he and Thor need to like work through their stuff as characters. Childhood trauma. Exactly. And come together. And so it's like, that's the level you relate to the character on. Not like, you <laughs> Not know what? Not the killing mass Actually, people part. <laughs> I just, I really, I'm going to see if I can open a time warp tunnel so I can travel to another, maybe there's a real Thanos. Maybe I can just like work for him and for a while. Me. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally me. Listen, so. I mean, you do snap and like half go. the universe is dusted. That's why I, 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 I was like, I, I think that all, that's true. It's like the. The human aspect of them. Like that's the point the of storytelling. You, yeah, you relate to that part. Exactly. It's not the part where they enslave people. It's the part or the part where they control the minds of other people. Yeah. Because you can't do that in real life. So I can't this, relate to it. And for those of you who didn't know, you actually you actually <laughs> it's can't. It's not possible. It's not real. Believe not me, a, I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really have. I mean, I feel like if anyone could, you could. I, you know, <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm going to be, but I'm, instead of like Loki, I'm going to be more like, in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, where he like gets the helmets, <laughs> like the chum bucket helmets, and he just they just go boom, and then they just control everybody. And I'm I'm plankton on the little <laughs> <laughs> controlling everyone. I'm like seize him. That's literally me. No, I mean yeah, I can see that, <laughs> and I support that. And uh, you know, I don't you support go. murder, but I do support the empowerment of women. There, you, yeah. and you know what? If you don't, you hate women and just say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into these videos. These videos, obviously, if you've never seen before, we bring them here. They apply to our topic. We pick them apart, laugh, share all the giggles, all the fun stuff. So this first video is basically a TikTok user posted a video with the caption, Reasons Why People Dislike Brie Larson, Part 1. Slippery slope, my friend, not a strong start. And it says, and it's clips from an interview she did promoting a Marvel movie with Chris Hemsworth and Don Cheadle. In the clip, she's very confident and talking sarcastically about the film with her co-stars. And the person who posted the video said this was irritating and they just don't like her as Captain Marvel. Yeah. It, shocker. Yeah. I cannot believe that someone like a man, for example, hates a woman superhero. I know. I That's a very strange and foreign concept. It's that's... so unique. I've never seen that before in my life. It's so new. I did try to wrap my head around that for a second. <laughs> yeah, okay. See How if I could get you? the right headspace. I can't believe that. <laughs> no, I mean, poor, literally, I mean, like, I was going to say poor Brie Larson. Like, she's doing fine. Like, yeah, she's, she's fine. absolutely killing it. But, like, yeah, the way that people talk about Brie Larson is absolutely unhinged like it's it's weird it's it's actually insane yeah like, it's insane. like actually like we like someone should be checking on these people like i just truly you know it's, truly i have seen so many videos attacking brie larson and like there are probably literally thousands of like three hour like body language experts on youtube that are like <laughs> This yeah, is dude. how you can tell that she's actually the Antichrist. Those are the. Like, <laughs> this is how you can tell that she's actually annoying, and it's like, at that point, it's opinion, right? Oh, yeah, you find her irritating. That's on you. I mean, like, I think that, like, that's fine. You find people irritating, just admit that. Yeah, because the the thing is, if they admit that, then it's just like being a hater at yeah. your very core, or being a misogynist, and they don't want to confront that, so they try to like find shit to like validate their yeah. unnecessary hatred. Like, yeah. it's just like you hate seeing women succeed. You hate seeing female superheroes be more powerful than the male ones, whatever that means to you. <laughs> And then for some reason it stirs something up inside you and then you have to be like, well, look at how she sits in this chair. What the f***? 
like you're I, insane. I wish that more people would just embrace uh, the doctrine of being a hater. Because Same. like, if you want to be a hater, like be a hater. Yeah. Like that's fine. But don't like attach some like faux like pseudoscience morality to it like well this is actually why this person is justifiably hateable it's like just say that you're like you know a little bitter about whatever and like yeah. you don't like them like sorry my life though <laughs> oh my god i'm like wouldn't it just be easier to say hate women like i just feel like the short it's like a shortcut like i don't need to hear the like well this is like honestly in my opinion in your opinion, yeah. that doesn't make it fact. That's the sad part is like you could say anything and it doesn't mean it's true. Well, and Brie Larson, I mean, like the other thing is like it's just so obvious. It's yeah. so on the nose because yeah. Brie Larson was already getting attention for the costume for Captain Marvel because yeah. like I'm going to nerd out here for a second. But yeah. Captain Marvel is a character in the comics who like originally started out as a character called Miss Marvel. Yeah. And she wore like a really cute little black bodysuit with no legs and a sash and she looked like you know a superhero Barbie she looked great you know but it's a later iteration of her that has her as Captain Marvel Mm -hmm. and she's also not the first character to have that name but it's fine Um, so like yeah (laughs) choosing to take Brie Larson and put her in like a full coverage like jumpsuit essentially people were already mad and like well she doesn't look like the character how can I jerk off to her <laughs> if I cannot see the titties? Like, I feel like... It's a struggle, you know? How How is my penis supposed to enjoy looking at a full coverage lady? And that's really what movies are for, you know? Like, at the end of the day, <laughs> I am here, as you can see, for the male gaze. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It And it's also, like, it's such a... Like when she got her the haircut too. Oh yeah, the way that they were like, "Why would you?" Well, you and the problem. the cherry on top was when she I can't even remember what award ceremony it was, but she received some award mm-hmm. and she went up there and she used her platform to give her speech, which you know it's an award. She yeah. it was maybe like five minutes of talking time that she had total, yeah. and she got up there and talked about the disparity in film critics and how women are vastly underrepresented. And she specifically mentioned A Wrinkle in Time, which was a big movie that Oprah made, which they changed the lead to be a young black girl. And it was like A Wrinkle in Time is such an iconic story. And she was particularly calling out the fact that most of the critics that reviewed that film were white men. Mm -hmm. And the movie just isn't meant to appeal to them in the first place. So her point was justifiably if we just open a few doors and allow for more diverse critics, other more women, more women of color in particular, yeah. maybe this film would have been received differently. And the way a film is critically received can have huge impacts on the whether we get more of that type of film. Yep. And, you know, so it's like it has or huge ripple effects. those roles. Exactly. Yeah. It has huge ripple effects in the industry. And that was her point. And people just said, oh, well, Brie Larson hates white guys. And uh, from uh, then on, everyone... No one's more oppressed, if I'm being honest, <laughs> than a white dude, let let's, me tell you. Let's spend a good 20 minutes know. talking about how hard it is to be a white man It is right so now. hard in this world. I'll tell you, listen, as a, as a strong <laughs> white man myself, currently... And I mean, yeah, and you, I'm so glad to have your representation here, because white men are so underrepresented. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. In film, in music, like... It's, and that's... And that's, that's always what it is it it is and that's why i i brought that up once um when i was talking about the criticism of my content which is obviously on a much smaller scale but when the criticism of my content is always like she's too much too mean too aggressive that lends towards a larger issue right and i always say this 
argument primarily comes through the lens of a white man, like always. Always. When I say always, it's yeah. always because it's rooted in white supremacy. The like expectation that you are entitled to a mature and educational response, no matter how vitriolic you are to others. Oh, yeah. No matter how you harm or hurt the people around you, you're always entitled to understanding and patience. That's white supremacy. Absolutely. So I, and I and I talked about that, and I was like. It, of course, like Neanderthals who watch it are like, what well, do you always have to bring up race? Because it always affects everything. It like, absolutely does. I was like, it plays a role in every single aspect of life outside of the internet, believe it or not. Like, yep. we all live in our own bodies and skin outside of the internet. So, when white men want to tell me how to properly react to bigotry, it's not valid to me because you don't know what it feels like to be me. Absolutely. Oh, it's and tone policing and too. That's, yeah, it's always tone policing. But that's the point. Like you don't get how it feels. So it's not really up to you how I react to it. And they're like, well, I would never. I just like me personally, I would never. Then don't. Yep. That's why I say then don't. Like you don't have to make fun of what people look like. I'm going to yeah. do whatever you want. <laughs> do whatever you want, babe. Like this is a free country. Like you always like to tell other people. No, I mean, when you cite the Constitution, you like to talk about free speech. Absolutely, feel free. No, I mean, in in like the film criticism side of things, it happens all the time too. Where yeah. like I see men offering these critiques, and I'm like, listen, I it's of course you're allowed to have your opinions. Of course your opinions are valid, like yeah. just like anybody's are. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Why do you think you should be putting yourself on the internet, leading a conversation about the significance of this female character when it's like, can you even speak to that experience? Should you be trying to? Exactly. And it's and it's okay to admit like, well, this isn't an experience that I personally have had, but this is what I liked about the movie. Like, it's okay to remove yourself or at least acknowledge that you yourself can't speak to the experience. Absolutely. But you're right. Like, why would you want to review it if like if you personally feel like you aren't represented in the film then don't review it like yeah i brought it up on uh on another episode too where uh the turning red oh yeah oh my god review written by an older white man like yes what would you know about being a young asian girl yeah what would you know about that nothing yeah going through puberty with like a first generation child like what would you know about that nothing exactly so like of course they're like i just feel like i didn't i it didn't relate to me at all oh yeah well i also just feel like we're so generous like yeah. with this we're so generous with the idea that like oh well you know like I, I even have gotten to this point where I feel like saying it's not for me is like well I mean no shit like <laughs> yeah, I mean like yeah. but yeah. like women and minorities have been relating to characters that don't represent them for literally like since the dawn of time <laughs> yeah. and it's like I just I don't I feel like you're really just not even trying yeah. and it just it's so apparent that like there, there are people that are willing to try. There mm-hmm. are. But there are so many people out there that even like most of, the, most of the time they won't give the time of day or worse, there are people that, you know, run whole YouTube channels where they've made it their life's goal to make as many three hour long YouTube analysis videos <laughs> yeah. about movies that came out seven years ago <laughs> yeah. just to call the protagonist a Mary Sue. Yeah. And it's like, babe, like. Maybe you should get a hobby. Yeah, I don't like, like a job, a girlfriend, like, a bitch. I don't know like, anything at all. But I'm just, I'm honestly just getting so tired of hearing it. Even because, like, I, I had this criticism about the reception to the Miss Marvel show, and we're seeing it again with She Hulk, where mm-hmm. so many men, like, had gotten to the point where they said, "Okay, well, I understand that the show's not for me, and I don't like it." And it's like you 
you literally just made a video about how Peter Parker is so relatable to you. A literal 17-year-old genius with superpowers who gets hella ass. <laughs> and that's really relatable to you. And I but, know you can't relate to that part. But Kamala Khan is literally a teenage nerd who is ostracized, who's actually a character who's ostracized yeah. by her classmates. And because she's a young Muslim girl. Yeah. I would think that that would be a lot more relatable to a lot of the people's experience growing up. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like, you could very easily pull experiences from characters that don't look like you or maybe don't walk in the same exact mm-hmm. experience as you. You could pull something from it. Like, when I watched the movie Soul, for example. Yeah. That movie tore me up, bitch. And I'm not a jazz player. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a music. I'm not musically inclined at all, bitch. Like, same. I'm. I'm not an older black man. Like, I don't know what it feels like to be him at all. But I do know what it feels like to feel stuck. To feel exactly unfulfilled. Like, I pulled from that movie like you wouldn't believe that movie. Like, I talked about that to my therapist. No. That movie me up like in a good way it was such a beautiful movie absolutely but it spoke to me in a different way because you can still pull an experience from someone that maybe doesn't look like you on film That's absolutely okay. you can do that it's okay and again like we've been doing it and like minorities always you know <laughs> like, doing like forever absolutely it's yeah. one of those things that's like i just i don't know i feel like it's it's so indicative too of like I feel like so so much of this conversation I feel like revolves around implicit bias. And that's yep. the thing that like I feel like it's really important because I feel like a lot of like men feel attacked when we have conversations like this. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm not I don't hate women. It's like I'm not I'm not even saying that you do. I'm yeah. saying that we live in a patriarchal, inherently misogynistic society mm-hmm. that also is has like many different levels and layers of systemic racism. Yep. And intersectionality is something that you can never dismiss. But the point is like you <laughs> Just because you can't relate to those kinds of things, just because you don't understand the nuances of it doesn't mean that you can't, like, be tacitly supporting it. Yeah. Our implicit biases always, and it's, like, something, like, as a white person, I am consciously aware of all the time. It's, like, how am I, could I be doing better? Like, is this something that I need to work on? Yeah. And it's the same for misogyny. That's being a good person, honestly. Well, yeah. being an adult is what it is. Like, grow up is what I want to tell you. Like, literally grow up, bro. Like, yeah. Like, not everything. First of all, not everything in the world is made for you. Like, get that out of your brain immediately, uh, especially now. But even then, like, if it doesn't feel like it's for you, is that a bad thing? Yeah. Like, does it inherently make it bad just because it's not targeted towards your demographic specifically? And if so, why do you feel that way? And also, after that, go watch something else. Like yeah. you're telling me that you can't find one other film on this planet that's representative of you in whatever way you deem fit. Yeah. Like you think about someone like Doctor Strange and how many men are like, that's me, I'm Doctor Strange. You're like a genius heart surgeon or a brain surgeon, whatever he is, yeah. that's uh, that smashed his own hands and then had to learn how to lie to your mom bro like you're telling me that's you like you know what i mean like yeah he's not real and you found you found something to relate to him yeah but then you see she hulk and you're like nah well and it's it's (laughs) too woke (laughs) oh god the woke woke, yeah yeah the woke mob i mean it's it's so clear too i mean like again I, i speak about implicit bias a lot but like Literally just the way that our society has historically demonized femininity in itself. Yeah. So like the idea that like She-Hulk is 
heavily based on the, the romance is a big element of the show. Her looking yeah. for, you know, a boyfriend and it's, you know, clothes, yeah. anything that has been like societally determined to be a, like a feminine trait yeah. is undesirable. And mm-hmm. I feel like like when I grew up, internalized misogyny was like. Man, it was it was just the bread and butter. All oh over my the god, place. yeah, girl, we all been a pick me. Yeah, trust me, I talk about that all the time. I'm Back like, in the, the day, the good thing is we came out the other side. We did. Some of our brothers are lost in there, but exactly. they are stuck like quicksand. I can't save you. And we're working through it, but yeah. like as a society, I feel like we need to actively work to stop actively demonizing things that are feminine as being just like undesirable and I feel like that's a big issue with people inherently being like well it's not for me because they're afraid to be like oh people are going to think that I like girly things and it's like that would not be the worst thing in the world. She's a green monster. It's okay. Yeah. Like like, girly things are fun. Yeah. And she's a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah like that's is that not mass? Yeah. Gendering things in general is stupid. That's why I'm like, absolutely. It's like that whole argument on TikTok when they're like, oh, masculine energy versus feminine. Energy is not gendered. Okay. Uh, your energy is ass, is what it is. <laughs> what gender is that? <laughs> what gender is you're a terrible person? That's the gender that you like, the gender that your energy carries, in my opinion. But no, like, I mean, it's so, it's, it's so true. And it's really just like the, the reason why things are gendered are just because the patriarchal society, exactly. society has decided that some things have to be in column A and some things have to be in column B. Well, and then it, and on the same note, like obviously the femininity, like, especially if it's like, a very like strict toxic masculinity man he's gonna avoid liking like a girl superhero. oh yeah god forbid could never but then at the same time you have like we said captain marvel and they switch up her costume and they're like what the f- <laughs> where does it end with the feminism this is you know just I mean? the worst thing yeah, that anyone, like, ever happened to anyone it's like pick a side like pick one or, you gotta pick one or the other bro. like you can't have both you know what i mean so well I mean, it's, it's just i don't know it's hilarious to me to think about the way that the the way that it just it shouldn't matter at all and their arguments they, their arguments actively contradict each other the because always, yeah. they want to talk about they don't want to say well I just want to see her boobs but, <laughs> but they, they they do well, we all know that's what the tea is babe <laughs> so some of the comments on this video like this one is back to obviously Brie Larson but oh yeah it says she plays her overconfidence with hatred underneath mainly she's fake and what many are calling confidence is more like arrogance listen to me you got all of that. From her sitting next to like Chris oh Hemsworth. God. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you got all the way that they analyze and just make things up. They oh, do yeah. that to me all the time. They're like, this is this isn't confidence. This is arrogance. Wrong. <laughs> confidence comes with from within. Arrogance comes at, at the expense of others. Mm-hmm. So arrogance is when you feel good about yourself because you're actively putting other people down or and it makes you feel good. But confidence comes from within. That's on me. So, like, I draw my confidence from myself. And that's what she does. No, like, you're literally just like Captain Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) If you really think about it. Yeah. I've had that exact conversation. People say that she's the most arrogant character. I'm completely ignoring characters like Tony, who literally describe themselves as a billionaire, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, genius, whatever. Like, Like the epitome of arrogance. Like, And she literally has worked her way up to her position like to earn everything that she has not just like in the movie itself like she is an air force pilot that she's worked really hard to get where she's at and then when we're introduced to her later after she's like gotten the powers she's worked her way up with the Cree too like yeah people say that it's it's arrogance but it's being self-assured because she's worked for everything that she has Well, also it's comic book accurate correct exactly yes so like what's the problem is what i always think like they're like no 
This episode is brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. We're all guilty of spacing out from time to time, and Rockstar totally gets that, which is why they've released the all-new Rockstar Focus, made with lion's mane and 200 milligrams of caffeine for an energy and mental boost. Plus, it's available in three delicious zero-sugar flavors, my favorite being the white peach, babe. Visit rockstarenergy.com to learn more. At least 75 milligrams of caffeine has been shown to help improve attention. This episode is brought to you by eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Whether it's a handbag, watch, sneakers, streetwear, or jewelry, eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guarantee. Visit ebay.com for terms. I don't know. I guess I just hate women. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I mean, so exhausting. Like, I saw um, a TikToker. His name's like Tony Stavrich or something. I forget his last name. I'm so sorry if I butchered it. But he like was making a funny joke about the Little Mermaid. Obviously, right? Yeah. That whole saga. Oh my god, the way people were losing their minds over a fictional fish. <laughs> but he was like, he's like, I don't know. I just feel like fish wouldn't be wouldn't be you know that skin tone. Like blah blah blah. He's like talking to himself and he's like just out of curiosity do you like black people and he's like not particularly no but i don't know what that has to do with this conversation do you see that's what it is and you're like that's what you're saying no like, absolutely saying it is it. like just say it i feel like it's easier if you just admit that you're a bigot like, i know literally that would be a lot easier i feel like instead of save us to, a lot of time yeah instead of trying to craft a scientific argument about why a <laughs> mythical creature can't possibly have black skin like yeah. just just say it, you know? Yeah, it's okay. Not with me, but I'm sure you can find a community to support you in your racist endeavors. You know what I mean? This next no. comment says, I think Marvel could have gone without a Captain Marvel. It was weird having someone so powerful just show up. I didn't like it. What a, oh my God. What a like astute observation. I didn't like it. I mean, I love how literally in phase one, they drop a literal God onto the earth and they're like, he's just, yeah, he's too powerful. He's just a God. He can just do whatever. Oh, he doesn't have his powers. Got him back by the end of the movie. And then Captain Marvel comes in and they're like, this is, this is insanity. Too powerful. What's going, what's going on here? Too powerful and woman. I don't like it. (laughs) Those two things don't go together. That combination, they would (laughs) never. Be fine if they were different. There's something about them together. The fictional universe would never. Stan Lee would never. Absolutely not. He would never support that ever in a million years. (laughs) I think that's, I don't like it. You know what? That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Just just right. I don't like it. That's funny. All right. I mean, I would respect, I honestly have way more respect for people who just come out and say it. Because I'm like, okay. Same. I'd be like, well, I just like, Honestly, like I've had, I've gotten comments on my videos where they're like, um, I really hate you, but this was funny. <laughs> okay. Like in, in a way I'm like, fair, I guess. I mean, you know. I mean, unpack it on your own, but like, <laughs> gee, thanks. I, sometimes I write, I appreciate the honesty. You know I, what I mean? Like, I've noticed this about your content specifically is that people, people really just like, it's like a goal for a lot of them to just like try to insult you in the comments. And, yeah. and especially with like, the the fe- feigned like politeness in front yeah. like I'm not a racist but it's like, <laughs> yeah. you're really mm, stop right there <laughs> like, yep. up, up, up. I've heard enough <laughs> I don't need to hear the end of that sentence I really don't yeah no yeah they tell me that all the time and then like when I tell them like that doesn't really mean anything to me considering your face looks like the shit they scrape off a bottom of a ship 
doesn't really mean much to me. Like, you know what I mean? And then they're like, too far. Too far, fat bitch. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, see, I thought you, I thought we were doing like a little back and forth. Yeah. I always think it's like double dutch. You were, you were swinging. I, I was swinging. You were jumping. See, I feel like, yeah, Switch. you're always just so many steps ahead. I feel like even <laughs> when, like, I'm not, I mean, there's been some, I've seen some criticism of late that was like yeah. attempting to be more nuanced. Yeah. Attempting being the operative word there. <laughs> um, and I was really, I don't know. I was really, I'm so used to seeing people come at you in ways that are just so outright asinine and immature that I was just like, I I mean, and there was so much support and I was like, this is just, but the thing that really got me was when the conversation about like dismissing the racial element because of, because like my, my grandfather is Mesoamerican native. Yeah. I, it's something that like I'm working through on my own because I feel like I'm not like allowed to be in those spaces Yeah, because for me, the biggest issue is I don't ever want to feel like I'm speaking for a community that I clearly don't represent, yeah. but I want to, I mean, there's a difference between like r- race and ethnicity yeah. and I want to like embrace my heritage without feeling like you're overstepping. Exactly. Yeah. And I just I feel, feel that. I think that's great. I mean, it's one of, I like, I, I've, I've, you know, talked to a lot of other creators that are like, oh no, like, like you're a Latina and like my husband is like from El Salvador. So it's yeah. like, I could never, it's very clear that like I'm a white person and he's like, a different ethnic, different race than I am. Yeah, but I, you know, I want to embrace my Latina. <laughs> yeah, and that's fair. You know, I think that's fair. I think it's it's all about balance. I think because yeah. as long as you understand that you're not speaking on behalf of people that have a different like life experience from you because phenotypically they look different than you. Yeah. Well, and weaponizing it. Yeah, exactly. I I would never, that's the thing that I was like, Yeah, I would never want to weaponize that against someone when I clearly have a lived experience as a white person. Yeah, and it's, it's, again, that's another reason why I always say like race is a huge factor. It plays a a huge huge factor, especially when we're talking about bigotry as a whole. Yeah. It's very important that we keep it in the conversation because- I unfortunately don't have the privilege of removing it because that's not how I'm treated. Absolutely. So like if I could remove it, then I would, but I can't, you can. And that's yeah. good congratulations, right? So yeah. that's why I'm like, I don't have that luxury, but that's also the reason why I think it's important that we have the conversation. Like that's why whenever I have videos, it's very rare where I'm like speaking just like logically and I'm not like making jokes and shit. Um, a lot of times people are like, oh, you're actually like kind of smart. Yeah, I know, bitch. I know I'm smart. I don't need to prove it to you to know I'm smart. But that's why I always say my content speaks to the people that understand yeah. what I'm doing, what I'm trying to achieve, and why I do it the way I do it. Exactly. There's a reason why I do it the way I do it. They give me zero credit because they always think I'm an idiot. The men who feel the need or the desire to criticize me. Yeah. Um. It's always like, it's just such a short-lived, like, uh, high that they get off trying to like because it used to just be you're a big fatty fat fat fatty 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 which I prefer if I'm being honest uh, <laughs> to like the well this is why listen a bias aside this is why I think stop your your biases like I always say it, it like you said implicit bias is in everything it's in everything and it's and it's not just race like it's it's 
when it comes to body type, right? When it comes to yep. fat phobia, when it comes to misogyny as a whole, like when it comes to homophobia, like all of that is implicit biases that you need to unpack and diagnose on your own or in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and I highly encourage. So. Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on to this next video. Uh, in this TikTok of an interview clip, Olivia Wilde is being interviewed on the Kelly Clarkson show. They're talking about how the current media narrative is pushing a lot of hate onto Olivia around directing Don't Worry Darling, dating Harry Styles, etc. She says she just puts it all into perspective considering other people are dealing with actual health crises right now. And she understands that she doesn't have a lot of control over the narrative. Uh, and then some of these comments, let's see. It says her insincerity drips from her mouth and her movie was a disaster. God damn. That's like, a, that's a heater, bro. And this, I, this next one, let me just get this next one off real quick. Oh yeah, She says me. she makes her life public. Don't act like the victim when you make it obvious that you want attention in your personal life. So to promote your job. That I feel very conflicted about the whole thing. Mostly because I know I, I again, critical thinking. We can understand that two things can be true at once. That's the key. There yeah. could have for sure have been drama that we, first of all, no one knows. Yep. Except the people that were directly involved. I always think that. But then you also think, too, that like misogyny does play a huge role, especially in film, especially for female directors. So like I'm sure that there's a there's a tinge of that as well in like this kind of like witch hunt. You know what I mean? Yes. So, I can understand both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that there needs to be space to acknowledge that a person like Olivia Wilde can be a flawed um, person and maybe not maybe not the best advocate for feminism yeah. in the world. Yeah. And also understanding that, like, the systems that are set up in the world and Hollywood mm -hmm. are actively working against her mm -hmm. and – I, I think that there would be nowhere near the level of attention on this film if she was a man. I think that that's accurate. Yeah. At least on the, the drama is what I'm the referring drama, to. The drama, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I think it's like it's like the conversation like of intersectionality. Like, yeah. I think that there are a lot of nuanced critiques about the film, especially as it pertains to representing specifically white women and not having an intersectional approach. I think that there are a lot Absolutely. of criticisms you could have about behind the scenes and the etiquette of a director and the role of a director and, and needing to take that seriously. I think the the issue comes in when it's just so clear. I mean, like, this has been the biggest film set drama in Ever. years. Like, I mean, at le I feel like it, maybe a decade. Yeah. And then you look at other working like directors. The, before you saw, like, only one trailer maybe at the yeah. time. And then you knew more about behind the scenes than you did about the actual film. Exactly. Yeah. And it's because it's it's two women that have been pitted against each other, which is a narrative yeah. that society loves. Yeah. And then you have actual working directors with actual, like, sometimes confirmed crimes yeah. or, like, <laughs> like allegations, like, um, from, like, on the record from crew members and, and cast. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this is all rumor that has just turned into this like wild wild the stories run wild yeah it has so yeah i mean i think that i think that there's a lot of space to be be critical of the way that people women can fail as individuals yeah while also understanding that like it's it's a it's a ugh, the industry sucks yeah and i think i think a lot of times too like there's a bit of a straw man argument when it comes to like the critique of her and and the drama yeah um bringing up things that have no real relevance to it or are like they kind of pale it in comparison to like the trauma and what could potentially be happening like i just always think 
that's white people's business. I don't get involved. That's what I always that's what I always be thinking. I'm like, well, you know what? Is what it is. I do think I know like what I would do in that situation, but she ain't me. So that's why I'm like, there you go. I mean, you and do you what know, you gotta do. When white people like have some good drama, they we do really I'll can. eat it up. Listen, I'll watch all the TikToks. I'm just like I, I have no opinions like whatsoever. I'm like, you listen, you guys do what you gotta do. I will see the movie when it comes out on HBO. <laughs> When it comes straight to DVD, I will be tuning in. But I will say, I do love Florence Pugh. I mean, stand her forever. Yeah, she's incredible. She's so great. And then I, I just think too that um, one time I saw someone call this kind of like drama, uh, trauma porn or drama porn, and it's like it's like people are like literally foaming at the mouth to watch it or to like dig into like the drama of it all. And I get it. Listen, at the end of the day, I'm a chismosa. You know what I mean? I'm in other people's like I'm like being nosy. And that's okay. We can all watch from the outside. But I think, like, I think it takes a turn when you really start commenting on people's, like, character. Like, the way that some people were trying to rip up Florence for a while. Like, yeah. commenting on who she was as a person, how she acts as an actress. Like, you don't know any of that. Yeah. You don't know because you don't know her. And that's kind of where I think it gets weird. I'm like, you guys are commenting on things you don't even know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Oh, absolutely. I mean, even, like... Honestly, same for Olivia. It's weird because a lot of the early criticism seemed to be people who were criticizing specifically because she was in a relationship with Harry Styles. And I am too old to have been like a One Direction fan. But I understand (laughs) that the Harry fans are very... Passionate. Protective? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe passionate's a good word. Yeah. And so it's just interesting to see the kinds of ways that like we collectively attack women when we feel justified in like, it's like, Oh, well she's not perfect. So we can, we can just, we can go all in rip up. Yeah. And so it's, I, yeah, I feel like there's a slippery slope there, but at the same time, again, like I do think it's important to always be aware that like there are valid criticisms and we should absolutely be able to talk about them. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's one of those things where you, again, you, you have to be able to have critical thinking. You have to be able to understand nuance and context and be like, listen, this is none of my business. <laughs> is it fun to digest and, and sip the tea? Yes. But am I going to like dig into like absolutely viscerally hitting someone I don't even know? No. I'm too busy. Honestly. Well, yeah. Honestly, I have my own mental illnesses I have to take care of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't fit another one in there. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? Exactly. I don't have I don't have the space, babe. No. There's, I really don't. There's too much. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> like honestly with this film in particular, I just found it so interesting because there's just so many layers. Like there are there are so many layers of behind the scenes and within the film. Like I feel yeah. like this film also is like a total example of romanticizing like female pain. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was like honestly Olivia's biggest mistake was yeah. marketing the film as this big like feminist, feminist masterpiece because it's, it's really like not. it's like I don't think it's a bad film I actually really enjoyed it but like it's definitely not that yeah it's mm-hmm. it feels like it's playing on the tra- the trauma of being a woman yeah which is like I mean that's valid there are stories about that but like yeah it's it's, it's not like the torch holder it, she made it seem yeah it's gonna be and and that's again a valid criticism and that's pertaining to the film itself so i haven't seen the film but jay stoops has yes i have she can confidently say that i I did i did enjoy it i think i think that's the other thing is too is like would we be would we even be having these conversations about like 
does it represent all women? Is it just a white feminist perspective if it was a story about men? Because like yeah. while those criticisms are super important and valid, I just think it's interesting that we never seem to have them when it's stories about men. You can have, you know, mm-hmm. Top Gun and whatever, any kind of male-centric movie come out, and it's not like the question isn't, well, how well or accurately does this film represent, you know, different uh, people from different groups yeah. from th- that, you know, different races or, yeah. like, queer men? Yeah. And it's it's never, it's never the the topic of conversation. Yeah. It's always, you know, different standards. Always. Exactly. And I think, too, I think it is fair at the same time to like say like it is white feminism oh it is for sure yeah and that's and that's totally fair to say that and then and jay soups is right too in the sense that men are never really held to the same kind of standard which is also fair that's why i said yeah context the well, ability to critically think yes please adopt it that's people, like <laughs> people just need to understand that like like you said earlier multiple yeah. things can be true at once yeah and it's okay for us to acknowledge faults and flaws in individuals or in individual pieces of media while also understanding that like the overarching system is definitely rigged yeah exactly exactly and that's why being able to operate within the system and then also acknowledge if you have privilege still within the system is also very important it's like it's when you act as if you're just as oppressed as like women of color or black women for example or trans women that's when it crosses a line because then you're like, yeah, see, we're all on the same, you know, scale yeah. of oppression. No, we yeah. aren't. But that's OK. Like you can acknowledge that, like, although we are all oppressed as women, you still have a leg up over other women, which is important. Absolutely. To acknowledge. And that's why it's important to platform other women that don't look like you or are not white women like it's important to like give them a seat at the table too because technically speaking, they can't really get in the door without you sometimes. No, absolutely. The unfortunate part for us. But like, I think overall, I would say there's still a lot of work to be done. Yes. As there are in many industries yeah. when it comes to women or femme presenting people in general or just people who don't identify as women at all. It's so important to like, really shake the table man like i'm tired of seeing the same things over and over again i think that's why with uh johnny sibley we talked about how like he was saying like we had talked about a video where they were criticizing a league of their own um the new series oh yeah and they were being obviously very homophobic about it like the video that we were uh breaking down but when we were talking about it we were we were basically saying that like sometimes like things aren't for you like yep and that's okay but you already have a version of it so go watch that one exactly like if you feel so inclined to be like heart like you feel targeted because you didn't get to enjoy it as much as you would have liked it's okay watch something else yeah or or understand that like when things like that come out and they do well it opens the door for other people to be able to make more content like that to be more representative of people there's nothing wrong with giving everyone a chance to see themselves exactly on, on TV. Everyone okay. deserves to see themselves represented. Yeah. And, you know, on the topic of women in film in general, it's like I like to advocate for women's representation in general. But the truth of it is, is that white women and specifically like white, cis, straight presenting women have mm-hmm. been the focus, the central focus on like women's representation yeah. for so long. Absolutely. And it's one of those things where like you you have to understand that like centering white women is just 
it's been the norm. It's something that we have to actively work to fix. It's not, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's and it's OK to acknowledge that. Yeah. It doesn't mean I always say too, like when you acknowledge your privilege, that's not that does not mean that you've never struggled in your life. Like, yeah. That is it's not the absence of struggle. It's just the acknowledgement that you don't have invisible barriers that make it even harder for you than it already is. Like if you're a cis straight white woman, then you, yeah, you have struggles, but they're not the same as others. And that's okay. It's okay to admit it. That's all right. Yeah. We can all, you know, it's I feel not illegal. Like everybody could admit, everybody could <laughs> do with admitting, you know, that we've all, we, I feel, I don't know why like white privilege is such a hard thing for so many people to accept. Yeah. It's okay. But like, it's just, it doesn't mean you, you didn't ever struggle with anything. It yeah. just, just means you you didn't have all of the setbacks that yeah, some exa- people have. Exactly. And that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So to wrap this up, what do you want people to know when it comes to wanting to create content as like a woman in the field of like film or just existing in the film space in general? What is it? What's like your best piece of advice you want to give maybe other women or other people who want to do what you do? I I think that the big thing that I try to impart to people, um, to to women and femme presenting people in general, is just that it's okay to openly and unabashedly love things that maybe like typical rigid standards of like film appreciation and film criticism mm-hmm. would tell you are not not good like people love to use the word objectively now even yeah. though it's like completely antithetical to the idea of art but, yeah. Yeah. but like if somebody tells you that something that you love is objectively bad like that's just don't be afraid to say you're wrong yeah like i i hate that the, the imdb top 100 and yeah like we've talked about earlier like this idea that there's a specific type of film or genre or like a film films that appeal to a specific type of audience are just inherently better. Um, and I love one of the things I love about TikTok and seeing the different ki- ti- kinds of women that yeah. have come on and, and talked about their favorite media is that I feel like it's really normalized it for women and, and helped a lot of women feel more confident in saying, you know, like like rom-coms, for example. Yeah. Like, like, I love rom-coms. What's wrong with liking a rom-com? Um, and yeah, my, I guess my biggest, the thing that I really want to achieve with my content is yeah. just making women and girls feel more, feel more secure going into the film industry or just openly speaking about how much they love films yeah. that maybe don't like typically seem like you're like the, the classics. Yeah. Because who is anybody to tell you that they're not as good as the Godfather and yeah, literally. <laughs> Citizen Kane? Like, listen, I've seen Legally Bond. Exactly. I've, exactly. Seen, I've seen the wedding planner. Masterpieces. Both of them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> listen, the other woman, quality film. Exactly. You know what? And that's, I just Oscar snubbed. <laughs> Exactly. For I think all three leads. Yeah, all three, <laughs> all three of them. You know, I love that movie. I, you know, what's a movie I love? The Heat. Oh, Muslim The Heat Carthy. is so good, dude. The they have way such good chemistry. The way that I laugh my ass off. I just watched Tammy recently. Have you seen Spy? Yes, Spy completely blew me away. So funny, so hilarious, unbelievably funny. I I love shit like those are like my favorite kinds of movies to watch because they're just so fun and yeah. like mindless. Like you can watch it and go on a little trip and then come back. But I, uh, dude, the way I was laughing my ass off at Tammy, like I've never seen the movie. I was, I was, I was belly laughing, bro. Like Melissa McCarthy, I love that girl. But like, that's like a perfect example. Like you love, you love a silly movie like that, girl. 
Yeah. Do what you want. Love what you want to love. Listen, men have had (laughs) Die Hard and like they've had their like ridiculous like and they've been like critical darlings a lot of the time too. And it's like the Fast and the Furious 38 movies that they've made. Like, come on. I saw Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) So funny. So funny. I mean, I, I, I'm going to get blasted, but I, I actually have never seen a full Fast and Furious movie. If you're going to watch one, watch Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. <laughs> you don't need to see the other 25. You could just watch Hobbs and <laughs> that'll Shaw. Just, that'll just compress I, all the best yeah. parts of it. Hobbs and Shaw was so funny. I don't really care for the Samoan part of it, but that's from that's in me opinion as a Samoan person. I can say that. But the rest of it, hilarious. Yeah. So funny. That's why I, I, I tell women all the time or women, film presenting people, anyone else in between. If you love something, like it really doesn't matter what you love. Yeah. A terrible man is going to hate you for it anyways. Love exactly. whatever you want, bitch. Our anything. society has just demonized so much of anything that appeals to girls and women for so long that yeah. I just feel like it's it's important to actively do the work of saying, you know, this is this is something that appeals to women that doesn't inherently make it bad. Yeah. And you're not, no matter what some like mad film bro on the internet tells you, <laughs> yeah. you're not dumb or wrong for liking it, you know? Period. Like, Love that. I will say one more thing. Women and femme presenting people in general drive consumerism absolutely they deem what's popular babe you get the girlies on your side you're going viral oh i just ask me and (laughs) jaysoops that's my point so i've had so many conversations with men who literally try to argue with me that well men make up the most of consumers they buy the most uh, movie theater tickets incorrect statistically speaking i can confidently say you're wrong exactly (laughs) no literally that's why brands love when you have predominantly female driven demographics because women buy shit. Who run the world? You know? Love that. I think the queen said it best. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much to the wonderful Megan Cruz, a.k.a. Jay Stoobs, oh, for yeah. joining me today. I absolutely adore you. Dude, You're so fun. Can I tell you like how excited I was to come on here? Like I was like, <laughs> I, I get to go hang out with Drew. Love. Where can everybody find you? Uh, I am on most of the places. I am some variation of Jay Stoops on most social media, TikTok Jay Stoops. I'm on Instagram. I also like to tweet a lot. I've gotten myself Love. in trouble on Twitter a little bit. You and me both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. I tweeted about peanut butter and jelly and I lit that place up. Was it about Elvis? No, but it should have been. Oh my God, I'm going to start again. Actually, I did have one viral tweet about Elvis. <laughs> See, that's so legacy, funny your legacy branding branding it stays <laughs> consistent thank you so much to Jay Soups for joining me today thank you so much for tuning into this episode if you want to watch more full episodes of the comment section show they go live every Wednesday on the past your bedtime YouTube channel make sure you subscribe also you can stream the comment section on all streaming platforms as well you know where to find me your favorite gym bro of all time happy spooky season I'll see you next week bye bye